0: Yo, yo, yo. Hey. Hey, I'm back again. Back again. All right. Wee. Been a while. Been a while. Been a while. But I'm back. I'm back. Got a couple topics today. We're going to hit it hard. You know, I try to hit it hard. Try not to stay too long today, man. It's going to be in and out, man. You know what I'm saying? Hit a double and I'm out of here, you know? So. Uh, we're talking about the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about the uh, the NBA with the Kings, with the trade, with that. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of the Cowboys, so I'm going to kind of hit on them one by one, but I'm going to just try to make my points, but just bear with me today. So uh, let's talk about the the, 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 the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, to me, it was what it was supposed to be. I mean, I don't think a lot of people had doubt, maybe if you're in Los Angeles for the Rams, but... A lot of people felt, you know, I thought the Rams were going to win, but it's almost like I wanted somebody new to win in a way. Uh, but, again, it's like I like Tom Brady. Um, I'm a Michigan fan, but I just felt like the Rams, because they beat the Cowboys, maybe they can run on them. You know, they got to a great running back. I just felt like they was going to give Gurley the ball kind of situation and they pretty much did the opposite. Uh, they didn't give Gurley the ball enough. he had it 10 times. He didn't pretty much do anything the whole game. I feel like they didn't give a, a lot of touches, I think, with great running backs, especially in those kind of high-level moments. You constantly have to give these guys a rhythm, you know, like Eric Dickerson, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, uh, Zeke Elliott. These guys, man, you got to give them the ball, even though you might stuff them you got to give them a ball you got to give them a rhythm you got to get alignment a rhythm you know you got to give these guys time to figure it out you know go back to the bench see where the blocking is see where they're limited at because i just feel like golf was deer in headlights i just feel like they didn't calm them down enough and i think a running game calms down the offense and it calms down especially the fans it was more patriot fans than definitely um um, it was more Patriot fans than Ram fans uh, from listening on TV, for sure, especially the analysts saying that. And that was kind of an eye-opening uh, situation. I just felt like uh, golf, I think they put too much too fast at that particular time. I think golf would have done better if they would have ran the ball, did a lot of little things, dink, dunk, dunk. Um, just give him short passes, you know, give him his confidence, you know, first Super Bowl. It's a, it's a lot to it, you know what I'm saying? Like Floyd used to say, kind of um, similar like, I've been here before, you know, like when you walk down uh uh the, the aisle about to go go box, you know, you like, oh, snap, like I'm here. And you hear the crowd, and it's a different vibe, and it's a mentally different thing than what we probably see on TV. You know what I'm saying? The pressures, people looking at you, every word and every movement is is being watched, you know, and some quarterbacks, you know, are are not ready for that atmosphere at that particular time. Maybe next year if he goes. It's a little bit different, and I just feel like they didn't give him a rhythm. And the defense played really good, I felt, all game. I feel like the uh, the Rams gave him a shot and an opportunity. I think they had Brady on his heels. Brady, to me, he didn't really play that good pretty much all game until pretty much the last stop, and that's pretty much what, it, what they wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? When, when you watch the game, period, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, they had – well, Tom Brady had a fumble. I think he only had like 100-something yards. Like, he wasn't really doing that well. Uh, Edelman was kind of getting off in the tweeners. Uh, he kept getting open, moving the chains kind of deal. Uh, I think Edelman was – I mean, he was pretty good. Uh, but I just feel like they just didn't do enough offensively the Rams, period. You know? But at the same time, you got to give props to the Patriots that they had a defense kind of ready and in the, in the, in the backs, Gilmore. Was definitely ready for Cooks pretty much all game. He was pretty much on him all game. I think he had golf second guessing, even though I think um, he got over a buck twenty plus. But at the same time, if you think about it, he only really had that big run at the end. So he was pretty much holding Cook in check, and I think he was almost um, hanging on to Cooks or eyeing him or locking on to him a little bit too much for my liking. For my liking, to, to, to for him to progress. I don't feel like he was, I don't feel like he was examining the whole field. And I feel like if that was Dak Prescott, I feel like they would have said, oh, man, he's not reading the field. Or it would have been some excuse why he can't play quarterback, why he's inaccurate. You know, Uh, you kind of know how that goes Um, with with Dak Prescott. He's never accurate and he never reads the field. But watching golf, he was inaccurate and he wasn't reading the field. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's a double standard, but we'll get to that a whole nother time in depth for sure. Um, but but again, I just feel like one team ran the ball, Sony Michelle, ran it for almost hundred yards, um, and the other one didn't. Eighteen carries, ninety four yards, one touchdown, period point blank. And that's pretty much the shift of the game. That's controlling the clock. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much doing what you need from for Tom Brady to get him to the fourth quarter. And, when it pretty much got to the fourth quarter, I kind of knew uh, this is what it is. I mean, if you didn't score for three and a half quarters, you give Tom Brady the ball, I mean, no, no guarantee, but it's definitely a high percentage. And the defense played well so long, it's eventually going to break. One of them was going to break. And I felt that whoever had the ball last would basically win. And it just got to that point, I didn't. I didn't feel like the Rams – uh, didn't, didn't have no adjustments, no extra kind of plays, nothing out of the blue, you know, nothing risky. Everything was pretty much what you see out of them. And Bill Belichick was pretty much ready for it. And I think, uh, Sean McVay, he was too smart for his own good. If you ever heard that saying before, and I think he was trying to have 4th of July in December, Instead of just gritting and running, he didn't do that to me. I mean, you got a special back, a top three back. You need to give him an opportunity more than 10 times to show what he can do on that stage. If he's hurt, let him fall until the wheels fall off in some kind of way. At least give him 20 touches. I think they have a higher percentage, if not damn near undefeated, when he has the ball over 20 times. So that's just telling you how much pressure you can put on the defense because those play actions – was not working at all. It wasn't doing anything at all. I Why bite if you're not running the ball? So um, that's what makes Jared Goff. Um, I think the defense kind of caught up to him, so we're going to kind of see how that rolls over next year. And with Tom Brady uh, winning his sixth Super Bowl, people call him the GOAT. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go back and forth sometimes because on one hand, you like... The the team early in his career used to cheat. Um, everybody cheat, but if you get caught, that you know, you go to jail, you, it put a record on you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody probably stole some candy but never got caught. So people don't know you as a cheater, you know what I'm saying, until you get caught. So it's difficult sometimes to call him that knowing that he did things out of order um, consistently. It wasn't like one time. It was like back to back to back you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to blame it just on him but i mean sometimes man you you get investigated for just being around you know what i'm saying an, an accessory you know uh being that sometimes so that's what's kind of hard you know the second half he's done well um he didn't get super bowl mvp those matter um I don't think the receiver should have got it for sure. I don't I don't think Edelman should have got it at all. I think should have went to uh, Gilmore. I think he played the more bigger role throughout the game to me, period. Um, but I guess, you know, offensive guys, bigger numbers, I guess that's kind of how it goes. I believe different. Um, I believe that the more impact player to me was Gilmore. He had an interception, I think a forced fumble or, or something of that nature. So I, I think he played a, a really big game to me more than um Edelman did um to be honest he had five solo sacks yeah and a forced fumble and I just feel like he had the bigger role throughout the game I think they moved the chains but he didn't score no touchdowns it only it was 13 to 3 it wasn't like he was balling to me personally so that's why I wouldn't give it to Edelman uh me and my guy we were definitely uh t- he was talking as if uh, uh, Edelman should be a Hall of Famer I said uh, if he's a Hall of Famer then that's one of the most averages, average Hall of Fame players or Hall of Fame inductees ever below average but I'm talking about the Hall of Fame will come down it won't be as prestige to me because uh, he only had 2,000 yard receptions in, in in the in the regular season to me I think he had two years he had yards under 400 or 300, one was like 300, one was like 200, you know what I'm saying? So to me, you got to do a lot of major things. He had two years, he had over like 100 receptions, one was like 1,100 yards, 13 to me. You got to do more, and I had to go down a list I'm from Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, I mean Hopkins, I mean just, just guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he... um got the most playoff yards but I mean he's in the playoffs every year with Tom Brady so you have to kind of count that as a discount in a lot of ways you know what I'm saying um yeah I mean he's he's a baller you know what I'm saying the playoffs that's cool but that's only a couple of games can you do that 16 games you know so I don't believe he's a hall of famer at all not even close because if he get into the hall of fame I mean he pretty much up, up the door for everybody else to get in if he gets in I mean, Tom Brady makes everybody look good. I mean, um, Troy Brown to Deion Branch. Like, you know these guys. There's only one reason you know these guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, when he finally got Randy Moss, he didn't make him. But he even took it to a whole nother level when he got a number one receiver. I mean, he had Edelman. He had um, uh, Wes Walker. I mean, he he just had a bunch of guys. He get a lot of guys and and mix it into uh, uh, lobster and steak, you know? So, to me, I don't see him as a Hall of Famer at all. I think he's a high-level player, but um, I just feel like people maybe connect because he's a guy that was a seventh-round pick and that nature, but I I don't see him as a Hall of Famer at, at all. But he does make plays. He does get open. He does run good routes, and I do like that about him, so you can't hit on that position, you know what I'm saying? But Hall of Famer... I don't think so, because that would take some of the shine off of him, period, point blank. Because if he's a Hall of Famer, then it's going to be a lot of Hall of Famers. And then you have to think that um, the game has changed. I think he was saying, like, um, uh, the receiver from the, the uh, Pittsburgh, Star Wars, and all those guys. But like I was telling them, back in those days, they used to run the ball very heavy. You know what I'm saying? a heavy run-based offense. They didn't pass as much. you know. If Michael Irving was in this generation, he would have double the numbers that he would have had. So you got to take a lot of things in context. Yeah, a lot of players are going to pass a lot of receivers. You know what I'm saying? But you got to put it in context of where they're playing in at at the particular time. So his numbers is going to be a little bit higher than some. And if you're in the playoffs year in and year out, this has not been seen Uh, to a team that's just making the playoffs with 10 straight years or so. So, I mean, you got to take that into consideration when you are, you know, saying he's going to the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how I look at that. So, but, you know, they won. Um, So with Brady being the greatest of all time, it's a debate, you know, it's, you know, I'm not mad if somebody say it and I'm not really mad if somebody don't say it. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I look at Brady per se uh, as a quarterback or whatever. So, I like him. Um, He's great. I mean, he makes plays when it's needed or not. So that's kind of what I give my expertise to that situation for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. So let's talk about a little bit of the Cowboys real quick. So we know that Mr. Clap got one more year to be the Cowboys coach. Um, He did not extend him. Now it could be one or two things. He can just try to. Make him nervous to kind of see where he's at. Maybe the fans are on ice water and um or on edge. And maybe he wants to see he might get a bad reaction if uh he get it, because I feel like Mr. Clap. He, I mean, look, I don't know if he reached his peak as a head coach with the Cowboys. I'm not saying they quit on him, but I don't know if he can um, move him up higher. And I don't know if that's for him. To do that with the Cowboys, I, I don't, I mean, to me, he's fired or we let go of our offensive coordinator. Uh, we let go a lot of defensive play, offensive staff, defensive staff, you know, a lot of offensive staff. So it's almost like if we can't do nothing or go past the wild card, he knows it's him. And that's what pretty much Jerry is doing. He's pretty much trying to eliminate every single thing to make sure when he when he cuts them or fires him, he knows he's done everything. And I cut all the staff and it is you. You can't get us to that next level. I think he's a, he could be a good coach, maybe somewhere else. But to me, at times, I feel like he reached his peak. I, it's, it's not like I dislike him because he don't really coach per se. But it's like when it comes to the playoffs, it's like we only get to a particular a uh, 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 peak, and we, it's like, that's it, you know? It's just we make little mistakes. We make these minor mistakes to that good teams don't make or or not make them, you know? And I just feel like our quarterback has to progress this year. Our offense has to progress this year. um Our players have to get better. I feel like we have players, so if we don't do good or go further, NFC Championship – then it's time to go. Sean McVay been there with two years. Already went to the Super Bowl. It's so a lot of coaches has at least um, been to the Super Bowl NFC. I mean the Harbaugh brothers. One went to Super Bowl. Both one went to Super Bowl. One went to the AFC Champion. You know, so it's like we got to progress further. You know, what I mean it's about that time. So, do I see him coming back next year? <laughs> Under one condition, I feel If we get Sean Payton. And I feel like next year, that's why I think he's waiting one more year, because I think he's been in talks with him. That's just my personal opinion with uh, Sean Payton, because there's just no way a person that does no coaching. You run everything. Jerry gets all the credit. No blame. He does get some blame, you know, from dipping in it, acting like he want to be a head coach. But at the same time, he does it and runs it the way he wants to do it whenever and however. Nobody can stop him. Nobody can say nothing, even though if somebody did want to come in and say something, they couldn't. But he lets it happen. You know what I'm saying? And he's okay with it. He's okay being Robin and 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 Jerry Jones being Batman. He's okay with that. He's all right with that. He, he does not mind that. You know what I'm saying? He's cool with that. And to me, it just showed me he has to be in shock. Talks with Sean Payton. He has to be with his agents, some kind of way talking to him. Something to indicate, look, I know it's the last year there. You know, I know um your quarterback Drew Brees is getting old. And I know you're not going to be there for the rebuilding. Like wink wink, would you take it? And to me, it must be a maybe because to me, Jerry Jones have all the access. He does everything. He don't have to do. I mean, he does everything. And Mr. Clap does nothing. So why would you give up that power to a coach? That's not great or highly good or even great like Sean Payton. And I believe that there's talks behind the scenes. Me personally, I know it's been reports on there. But if we get Sean Payton, I think this offense is going to go to the next level because I believe we have a mind that can actually knows how to construct the offense and knows how to win and make these particular adjustments in, in the game. It's not the left. Here we go with the left. Here we go with the right. Everybody knows what's coming. And I feel like he brings a little more pizzazz, and I, I think he brings more smarts. I think he brings more – um confidence, and I think he brings a lot of ideas to a young team like Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, and Omari Cooper. We need to get a tight end, but that's going to come, I believe. Um, I think our line is pretty young besides one. Um, we, We have youth all over the place, and I feel like he would be perfect for that. What Dak could be, what, his 34th year. So it'd be Dak's one two yeah, so it'd be his fifth year. That's gonna be perfect because he's gonna come right into his prime, and that's who we need to go for him. And we need to give whatever and whoever the money to get him because he's gonna change because he comes strictly with credibility, and he got a young team that he can last for another ten years. And I believe Sean Payton wants to be a Dallas Cowboys head coach, and I believe that he will be, and I'm hoping that he will be. But I'm not a, I'm not hoping on the expense expense on jason garrett i hope we do go far next year but i promise you if we don't get past the second round and go to the NFC championship hear my words or even then i feel like he he will fire him that is time to go sometimes it's just that time friendships relationships everybody has a time tick mostly and you just move on from it. you outroll something you know, you want to search and do other things. And maybe Jason you're maybe want to coach, really coach, and call plays and do things he want. Or maybe he can be, um, you know, maybe people feel like he's, you know, he hasn't been a head coach for a while. You know what I'm saying? And people might feel like, you know, was you a head coach? Were you really even coaching? Or was you there just clapping? So... But besides that, I would take him back. But if we can get Sean Payton, I'm definitely wants to see. I want to see that for sure. I think he takes us to a whole other level um, that the the Cowboys need for sure. Um, they need somebody like him. We haven't had no, a brain like him in a while. Uh, I think Dak Prescott would love that. The cold part about it, he has to. I don't want to say it's a whole other offense, but. I mean, Dak is gonna have to know uh, another offense. Uh, I don't think. I hope we don't have the same kind of offense. I hope some similarities, but I think we need some creativity. So yeah, Dak's gonna have to know a new offense this year and and next year. You know what I'm saying? I think. um, I think having (sighs) having stable offenses throughout your career, like Tom Brady, it works. Much easier. You kind of know what to do, and you get better at it. You perfect it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I do like about that, Um, about him coming back. That's why I liked him going through the same offices, you know. That's why a lot of quarterbacks struggle, because they go through different offenses year in and year out, and that's kind of hard to master something And if you only have it for a year or two. That's why it's a lot of bum GMs and a lot of bum owners, because it's like you got a great coach, and you're going to fire after one year, how do you expect your quarterback to adapt to get great? You don't see that often that a coach get fired and then go through one year and get fired again and then the next year and that's a that's a hard thing to do, period. Um so yeah, that's that's my little you know, my little thing on that, man, with the Cowboys. So um let's get to this trade with the Kings. Um uh Shumpert, he is going to the Rockets. What a what a dumb move. What a what a dumb move, Kings. What a <laughs> oh, what a dumb move. Kings, man. They just can't get in their own way, man. I think they probably I think it's a protected first rounder they could possibly get. They get Berkner or something of that nature. Um It's it's just not a good move at all. It's just it's just not a good move. Um I really just want to talk about just the Kings in general. Uh, I feel like he was, I want to say the heart and soul, but he was the glue guy. He was out there. He's going to play hard every game, every single game, and he's going to play to his best of his abilities, and you give up your best defender that works hard and is a glue guy and he's called himself the scores, scores. and you're going to give him up for a second round to get that. For who? For, for I mean, he's a nobody. I mean, to be perfectly honest, to me, I mean, you didn't get anything. Really, they didn't get anything to me that justified giving him up, period, point blank. You know what I'm saying? And the Kings was finally getting in the seed, and they're getting there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you're messing up the chemistry with these young guys, Lottie Divac. And sometimes I feel like he looks towards the future versus looking like right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I know he get a second rounder. They're saying on on, on the sources they could have maybe a protected first, maybe, but I don't know how true that is, but I know they have a second rounder. And to me, why would you give a, a glue guy, a guy who's going to play hard and got chemistry, to change it like right now for a guy who's not going to do anything for you? To me, you know, and if it goes downhill, They're going to have to point at Lottie Divock. And the Kings fans, y'all have to keep – put the fire under him because you haven't had a winning season since you've been there. You've been there for, I don't know how long, Divock, four years, five years. Something to that nature. Have not had a winning season yet. I think he just got an extension. And you finally have a winning season and you get to the point that y'all just won, what, six games at home or so? and you're close to AC, that like a half a game out, and you trade one of your glue guys, come on, Lottie, come on, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you finally get trust in relationship, you do some funny stuff, you kind of question that. You got to question those things. You got to question those, you know what I'm saying? I mean, glad for Shump, he goes to the Rockets. You know he has a chance to, you know, maybe a championship, that kind of situation or whatnot. So, I mean... Burks, You know, his name is Burks. You know what I'm saying? Burks. I mean, we'll kind of see how that goes. To me, that was a real funny style um trade. <clears throat> I don't understand the trade. I, to me, regardless if you're going to bring Sean back or not, I definitely feel like he's a glue guy. Sometimes glue guys maybe don't score as much, but he keeps the chemistry in the locker room. Maybe getting guys to talk that wouldn't talk. Leadership, like those things for young guys. You can't do that. You got to nurture these guys a little bit longer for they understand the business. You know what I'm saying? They're young guys. So when they attach to a particular person, it's a glue guy, and all of a sudden he's gone. It's kind of like, whoa. And that can, do, we're going to see, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to up their level. It's going to crush him. But if it crush him, people have to really put their eyes on the Kings, Lottie Divac. Let's be honest. Let's be honest now. You know what I'm saying? He played for the Kings, but he's been a loser GM, period. Only reason he's keeping his job for as long as he's keeping it because he's in Sacramento and he's a friend of the owner's. Any other GM would be gone after four years. He traded, I get it, he traded Cousins, and he did a really good job, and I think everything was coming together. But to me, I just feel like you give the fans what they want, and they want a winner, and they won't care if it's eighth seed or seventh seed. Give it to them. These people are playing it hard on money, and you want to ruin it by maybe ruining it by trading Shump. I mean, he's not the star, but he, one thing he does, he goes hard. He plays hard. He plays very hard. He might play hard that it frustrates you, but at least you know he's going to play hard. Every night. A leader out there talking to the guys. You know, brings bring some ch- championship pedigree. You know what I'm saying? You had a couple guys you could have traded who's doing absolutely nothing. You could have traded some other guys, some other pieces. On there, you know what I'm saying it's a lot of guys you could trade on there, but to get rid of them, I get it, you know what I'm saying, but Burkhead, I mean to me was wasn't a good wasn't a good trade at all, and uh we'll kind of see how that goes um it's gonna be the next man up kind of situation um but to me uh King's fan you guys gonna have to you you're gonna have to put some heat on him because if he lose again this year. You guys have to eye him up. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely going to get on them for sure. Um, but maybe they feel like Jackson is doing this thing or, I mean, I mean, this Mason, you could have traded him. I mean, there's a, a couple other guys who's Scalabrini and Mason. You could have traded both of those guys and, and got any sim, similar those guys on the street. I just feel like uh, you have to get it done as a GM after a while. We can't because you used to be uh, a player for them, that you get a pass. You don't get a pass for being a loser because the players don't get no pass. As soon as they don't have the points right or they're looking like they're slipping, what do they do? Trade. Coaches, is not. Produ- oh, fired. Fired. Bye. Gone. Get you out of here. But a GM losing for three or four years? Oh, yeah, we're going to give you an extension. Oh, you finally winning. Oh, yeah, we're going to trade a glue guy because, I don't know, we just need a second-round pick. I mean, really, I mean, I know the Kings don't have a first-rounder this year, but, I mean, who cares? I mean, you're winning. I mean, to me, loser teams, loser fans like the Kings were, you know, even Cavaliers, all those things, the championship is the lottery. That's the best thing about it. And after it's over, don't care. After probably the first week and they're losing again, don't care about the season basically because we're losers. But you finally get a team that wins. Who cares about where your first rounds rounds are at? You want to get low in the first round. That's what you want as a team. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Cowboys, you have a first round. I don't care about a first round if we went to the playoffs. Who can we get that's going to be as good as Cooper. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I don't I don't see nobody who can make an impact like that for another six seven years. You know what I mean? I don't see I don't see that. I don't I don't see that. And giving up a second round of who you gonna get for shump this year, who's gonna play like him? According to that, and according to what I have seen, it said maybe a protective first. I don't know, but I have seen that it's a second round pick. So again. Um, I'm definitely going to be eyeing this thing. They play the Rockets, and they are winning right now. So we will see. It's tied up now. It's 14-14. But we'll definitely see when it comes to that. We'll kind of see how they come together and kind of grow. Um, Maybe they want to get the salary cap kind of situation. I have no idea. You trade for them last year, didn't play them all last year, or the end of the year, and now you – trade him in the middle of the year. Maybe he wanted to play for a winner. I, I doubt it. It seemed like he liked the Kings. It seemed like he was fitting in very well with them. I feel like he that's the best he played in a long time. But for the Rockets, I feel like that's a great addition for him because, again, he's going to bring it all night and they need a defensive player, especially when it comes to the playoffs. And I think he's going to be pretty good. He knows how to fit in his role. He knows going to play defense, probably not shoot as much, kind of like a Gerald Green, just a little bit more defensive to me. Um, So that definitely brings them another defensive player, especially when it comes to the Warriors. He played against the Warriors played against Steph and he was a definitely impact player in a sense of defensive playing doing that and I definitely see that for sure Um, Especially in the playoffs. He kind of knows what to do knows who to guard knows how to guard him gonna guard him hard even if he gets scored on 40 points plus, you know what I'm saying? So I do see that for sure. So um, just kind of eyeing that, man, just kind of watching out for that. Kind of see what the Lakers will do. Um, I don't feel like the Pelicans are going to give him up. Uh, we'll see. Um, I just feel like uh, I, I don't – to me, I don't see – I see him going to L.A. eventually. But I think he's going to get a worse – I think he's going to get a worse trade deal in the summer. And I think that's when they're going to scale back the deal. So it's really going to hurt the Pelicans because they're banking on. They're banking on two things, I believe. the The, the Knicks get the number one pick, right? The Knicks get the number one pick, or Boston come with a, a major pick. But Jason Tatum have to be there. But if he doesn't promise them that he's going to extend, why would I give you? Why would I give you him? And Jalen Brown is really not that good to me. He's not a superstar. Give you a couple first rounders, the Kings and the Sixers, I think, but that's still not enough for a guy like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's what they're waiting for, hopefully banking on to see if the Boston Celtics is definitely going to give up those assets. But I don't I, I don't think so. And then when they look around it's like, man, we had a great pick. Hey, Lakers, can we get that? Nah, we'll wait a year. <laughs> We'll wait a year. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. That's okay. We'll give you something a little bit lower, maybe a first-rounder, and we'll throw in a, a young player, Levor, uh, Alonzo Ball. We'll throw him in there. You know, we'll throw another little nice little pick in there. You know what I mean? Maybe two picks, but that's all you can have. Period point, Blake. And I feel like he was making a mistake. You know, sometimes, again, you're too smart for your own good, and I believe that's pretty much what has happened, and I think that's... What it is too smart for his own good. So yeah, man. So I just want to wrap it up, man. I appreciate y'all. This is gonna be a new year. We're gonna have more uh uh more topics, more people. I keep saying that. Been kind of busy. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna to touch on different topics throughout this year. Uh we're gonna go some spiritual stuff, man. We're gonna go into um just building as a person, your character, things that you go through. We're gonna talk about sports. It's gonna be about basketball more. Coming up, man. It's a lot of stuff, man. It's really kicking off, man. So I can't wait, man. I'm definitely going to have more guests on for sure. It's going to be dope. Um, uh, Yeah, man. So just checking with your boy CG. We close no doors. We keep them all open, man. We going to touch on everything. i holler at you.